Hey everyone, I have a good pal with me here, Samir, who was just in Ontario, didn't even tell me <laughs> next time. Um, and we were just chatting before uh, we started to hit record here because we've known each other and Samir here says it's 2016. We met at Social Media Marketing World, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know, relatively a newbie and um, you were... I think, uh, was Guy Kawasaki talking? Yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, he was using the product. He made us <sighs> made me stand in the audience that this is the CEO of Social Jab. That was a great moment. That was awesome. And then I'm like, he's going to be someone someday. I need my picture with him. <laughs> we had a picture. I wish I could find it. I yeah. will try to find it. Um, so without further ado, of course, uh, Samir is here with me from Social Champ. I have all my clients use Social Champ as a social media scheduler and I use it as well. So I'm so glad to have you back on the show. It's been ages. Yeah, I'm glad you invited back. And I'm just, I just looking at your podcast. It's just also, you know, increase in quality and good stuff happening. So I'm so excited that, you know, it's still going on yeah. because you know, it's founder's journey, you just, you, know, you got to keep on moving on, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Keep improving. I know if I look back at the, some of those first episodes, it's like, oh, it's so cringy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, so let's dive in. So obviously, podcasters, marketers are like um, to save time, need to pre-schedule their social media posts across platforms. And there's so many other features, obviously, that you have with Social Champ. Um, and I remember using Social Champ again back in like 2016. It has come a long way. What big changes and shifts have you seen over the past, you know, however many years? Yeah, I think in the past, from from the past till now, we have seen a lot of improvements in social media. A lot of features have, you know, came through. For example, just look at Instagram, uh, Instagram Reels, IGTV yeah. videos, you know, short forms. And, you know, then came a time of TikTok. You know, in 2016, there wasn't TikTok. And then TikTok came and told every other social media company that you got to keep Reels in your product. So everybody tried to copy TikTok Reels, Instagram mm. Reels, Facebook Reels, you know, Twitter did shots, they killed it. LinkedIn tried to do stories, they killed it, right? So everybody was trying to replicate other stuff, yeah. trying to get ahead of the game. Uh, and this is good for the ecosystem, I think, because, you know, whenever you try to compete with others, it leads to new innovations. Um, and uh, and yeah, that it's it's been a good journey so far. You know, more tricks, you know, first comments, people adding that, that yeah. algorithm. So it's really in interesting space. I know. And I was um, talking to you earlier about why I made the switch. I actually did a, and I want the audience to know as well, I actually did a tool analysis on all the different schedulers that are out there because there have been so many changes. And I'm like, you know, you want to tag your, your guests or the hosts that you're podcasting with. You want to change the thumbnail of the reel so that you don't totally have a goofy look on your face. Um, <laughs> hashtags. There's so many features. And I was like, I could not find one that had, you know, I don't want to give my clients the short end of the stick and say, oh, sorry, we can't do that for you. <laughs> you oh. want everything, right? So I was yeah, like, social yeah. champ. I saw your changes and I was like, yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I was super glad about that. Now. Awesome. 
I do get uh, this comment a lot from clients and they say, oh, I don't want to use a social media scheduler because the algorithm um, that, you know, you have to post natively within the social media platforms or else you're not going to get any reach. Is that truth or myth? To be honest, it's myth. In the early days, it was true. Um, Facebook was penalizing uh, third-party companies in the very start. Uh, but then what they did was that they respond, they stopped doing that. They responded to support third-party ecosystem because other than we won't create apps on Facebook. And then this was a means for Facebook to get more you know, people published on Facebook, right? Uh, so they have the numbers that needs to go up. So they stopped doing that. They stopped penalizing. Uh, now it's not, you know, if you use the social media scheduler or if you use Facebook's own scheduler or if you just post natively, uh, it's just the same right now. The, you know, it does not matter if you post it from Facebook schedule, you get more reach or from social tab or any other platform. It's just a myth. Sweet. I am taking that quote to the bank and telling everyone. <laughs> yeah. And just the amount of time it saves. It's insane. Now, of course, everyone, you know, that dreaded a word, the algorithm. Um, where do you find it right now on like, I don't know how to phrase this question, but like, what do we need to overcome or what do we need to do to kind of like help with the algorithms? Yeah, I think for each platform, it really matters what they look forward in a post. Yeah, Usually it's the engagement, the comments and the shares that they look forward to. Yeah, um, And to be, you know, it just hit me, there are nine different social platforms, you know, and there's 10th coming, the blue sky, right? Uh, the, another Twitter, you know. Don't tell me that, Samir. Yeah, so <laughs> you, need, you need a scheduler. So I was just thinking, like, people who say, don't use a scheduler, you're going to post manually on 10 different platforms uh, and then, you know, optimize for each platform. That's a really crazy and tough thing to do. So, you know, when it comes to algorithms, each platform has different, you know, metrics which they engage with, right? So, for example, comments really matter, engagement matter. Sometimes people say time matters, but time only matters if you think that posting on a specific time will get you more engagement, right? For me, the time at 2 a.m. sometimes works a lot because, you know, usually people are, you know, uh, the, the Gen Z, usually they're up at 1, 2 a.m. and they're just scrolling through and they can comment on the post, right? Yeah. And when they comment, it goes to more people, right? As compared to me posting at 5 p.m. and people are leaving offices and nobody's, you know, reading the post, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so it's test and trial. Um, you cannot say this time is the best for me because it's again based on engagement, how people are interacting with it, and hopefully your page does not have fake followers or fake likes because that also damages the engagement because the algorithm works in a way that it shows your post to let's say one person or 0.1% of your audience, maybe 100 people, it shows your post to 100 people, right? And if any of them comment, right, it will show to more 100 people and 200 people, right? But imagine if all those 100 are fake bots, right? Uh, all of them are fake, right? Nobody would comment, your post will die, it will not reach to more audience, right? Um, so you really got to be making sure that you don't buy those accounts with fake followers, fake likes, and you keep on engaging with people. Um, and then trick is again, like I said, the, for algorithm, commenting on LinkedIn, the first, first comment, right? You can do that stuff. Uh, so each social network has different things to do, but it's again, you got to keep trying, keep posting, um, and then you will figure it out. 
I know. And I think that, yeah, you, like you can't just, and I tell people that you can't just post and forget it. Like you have to engage on other people's posts yeah. so that they're more likely to see yours and engage yeah. in yours. It's just like a relationship, right? It's like you have to give to get and <laughs> back and forth and actually have relationships with people. Yeah. Um. So there's also a lot of um hype or talk, if you will, on like, you're having links in uh, posts that that goes against the mark. And I get like, you don't want to promote all the time, right? Sometimes you just want to yeah. engage. What yeah. do you say to that? I have seen that to be true also. You know, when you try to post uh, a link that is not Facebook's links, maybe an article on Social Champ or your podcast or your blog, right? Uh, it wouldn't get promoted unless people engage, but it's tough to promote that. And the logic is there behind it, you know. Facebook yeah. do not want their users to go outside of Facebook, mm, right? Point. Um, and that's true. So if I was the owner of Facebook, I would not like people to go outside. I want everybody to be inside. So that was the reason when YouTube videos, uh, you know, the previous, that video we used to play natively long ago on Facebook, but they stopped it. Uh, and they want, they just, when you share a YouTube video, it acts like a link, right? Yeah. Earlier times, you could actually play that. So, you know, just Facebook wants to promote its own products, right? And it's true for any social media company. So when you try to post a link that's outside of Facebook's ecosystem, um, you would get a hard time promoting it um, on your social media. Yeah. That's why I love to use the little square, like the video clips where it's just like 60 to 90 seconds uh, and the reels because that keeps them in there. But then you can always have a link on it or again in first comment or, you know, search for whatever podcast. So yeah, that's kind of- that's the trick. Agreed. Yeah. That's the trick people do. So you, when you point, try to post stuff, put the comment, uh, put the link in the first comment and tell people, hey, the link is on the first comment. Right. That's yeah. a lot of people do it right now that they post it in the first comment. Um, and they tell people, hey, this is the summary or this is the blurb of the content. And you could just read the full version yeah. on the link. Uh, and some people also try to make, try to gamify this. And they try to do is that, hey, if you comment, uh, you know, XYZ on, on the comments, we'll send you the DM, right? And the link will send you the DM in the link. And that generates engagement, right? Yes. So, so that's something that people do and it works really well. People just keep on commenting and goes to like thousands of comments and then they use some automation. They use that stuff to message them, DM them. And sometimes what they also do is that they're very smart, right? So what they do is that they post people saying that, hey, comment on it. And sometimes when it goes beyond like thousand or you know, 5,000 comments or maybe even just 50 comments, what they do is they do, uh, they create a new post, put the link over there, and then comment on that initial first post saying that, hey, we just, too many comments, we can't reach out to you because there's a limit by Facebook to message you. So we just posted the link on the next post, go and check it out, right? Mm. And they do that stuff to gamify it. And it works, you know, the yeah. second post would get you know a lot of reach, but the first comment, they comment back and tell you people to get the link. I love that. And yeah, and basically telling people to comment, you know, say ready or whatever in the comments and I'll DM you. It's your sales yeah. opportunity to like start a conversation with them off to the side. And it's yeah. getting people to like raise their hand, which is super smart. And yeah. I remember seeing in your, um, on your site, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that you do something with bots where it can automate something or you yeah. have an article about it. Yeah, I think we have some engagement automation. So in Social Champ, you know, when people message you, uh, 
you could make some rules so that can you can reply them automatically, right? But that's not you know feeding the comments you know and automatically yeah. messaging because you know when you give powers people misuse it right and, and people would use start spamming with that stuff right uh, and using social champ and APIs will not mm. like it. So we just try to not give so much power. So we have that we have these rules that if anybody messages you something, and you can pick a keyword into it, okay. and whenever that keyword is found, uh, we'll just hit a message that you write. Yeah, I love it. Anything automated, I'm totally in. Um, what metrics and reports should we be looking at when we are using social media or like using a social media scheduler? Because I feel like a lot of marketers don't even go to the reports or the analytics section or even know it exists. Um, so please look at your analytics. Um, yeah. And what should we be looking at? Yeah, I think the way I look at it is that I look at social media as a means to have branding and awareness, right? Um, and once you you know, believe that, the conversions and sales will happen the next step. Right. So first thing is awareness and shares. Um, and for that, I look at the share metric. So I, I, I'm really keen to see how many people saved my post, how many people for Instagram, you could save a post. Right. So how many people saved it? How many people shared it? Right. Shares really matter to me a lot. Comments and likes do matter. But for me, shares is the gold nugget. Uh, and what I also do is that from analytics, what I actually love about analytics is that I figure out in the past, let's say one month to two months, what are the top posts that were shared the most, right? And what I do is that I copy that and repost it again. And that hits up again and it works again, right? Um, so somehow, you know, I use analytics as a means for me to find the best content that people liked and the algorithm liked, right? Uh, you know, the character limit, the time, all that stuff. So I copy that and repurpose it again. So for me in analytics, shares matter a lot. But for videos, you know, it's usually how many people saw it after three seconds, you know, mm -hmm. how many people stick to the video because, you know, videos get a lot of shares, a lot of views, but that's a vanity metric. Like yeah. you have, even if you have like 10,000 views and nobody watched more than three seconds, you might think that you just cracked a great video and you should maybe make a series out of it, but nobody watched it. Right. It was oh. so boring in the first two seconds. Um, so for videos, the, the real uh, you know, golden nugget is how many people watched it after three, four seconds, you know, is it sticky enough or not? Then you decide the next strategy, should you continue that or not, right? So these are some metrics that give me an idea of the quality of the content I'm producing or not. You know, no matter how many, you know, animations you put in, how many hours of, you know, stuff you do in that creating that content, but unless, you know, people resonate with that, you know, sometimes even raw videos get so much virality that no, how much time you spent on TikTok videos yeah. get viral, right? And some people, someone's just walking out the street, putting a TikTok video, it's getting viral, right? Uh, so it's crazy out there. You got to keep it on is. practicing, but stickiness is something that I really will look into videos. Yeah. That's a great point. You don't want to invest your time and effort into something yeah. that really isn't resonating. Yeah. Um, I know you also have um, what's called sentiment analysis, and that's like identifying the viewer's emotional tone. Can yeah. you, I kind of read that and went, what's that? Um, can you explain it? Because it sounds extremely appealing. 
Yeah, it's a it's something that we are actually you know planning to do more with that stuff. Uh, right now, it's so when you try to com- compose a content, right? When you, you when you compose a content, write stuff, right? Because you you can use sentiment analysis to find out the tone of this this content, right? Is it positive? Is it neutral? Is it negative? You know, positive tones actually work very good. We have seen people getting excited about it. Fear also works, but we don't want to promote that. So whenever you're trying to write something, you can use a little time to find the sentiment of that post and see what the tone of this post is. Is it confusing Mm -hmm. or not, right? And then you can decide, hey, we should just push it through. Uh, The next phase of that is that we were discussing is brainstorming that, hey, you could post something on social media that, hey, for example, uh, a, a soda drink introduce a new soda and they can just say that, hey, we launched green color soda. How do you like it? And then people would comment uh, that it's good. It's great. It's not good. You know, whatever the people comment, uh, the and if you have this automation power that you could actually get all those comments and tell your boss that, hey, 80% hate this green color, you know, soda. You shouldn't make it, right? Uh, so that's something that sentiment would help in the future. Uh, but right now, it's a very initial stage. We're just trying to understand how people are using it, uh, you know, finding the tone of their content. So that's where it is in social jam. That's the AI stuff uh, that we have. Uh, other than that, we also have those integrations with OpenAI, where every, the world is talking about, you know, chat GPD, yes. uh, text to images, you know, uh, and text to, you know, getting more ideas, text to text. That's something we also have in Social Champ, where you, know, you could just create, you know, a cat sitting on a sofa and you'll get the image out of it. You can click on that, edit that using Canva or our own editor image and then put it on your social media. So I think it's getting, we're getting into really good times right now where Amazing. it's very interesting and you have to be just creative enough and then you can just see your ideas come to reality. Yeah. For me, it's like, I find like AI is not a replacement. It's, it just like speeds up the process and gets yeah. your creative juices flowing. And even sometimes like it, it generates a title and I'm like, oh, that's a sexy term. Yes, I need to use that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. In our office, I think uh, each department is using TanGBD and it just produce it just it speeds up their work. SEO department is using ChatGPT. Yeah. Um, uh, the designers are using it to get more ideas and they can just manually work on that stuff. Uh, the content are getting, they're trying to find, like you said, hooking statements, hooking one-liners and oh, this is a good word. We can replace that. Yeah. You know, it's all, it just speeds up and it's really interesting that and the community is using it, you know, for answering questions. They can get some ideas. Oh, we can add that also. You know, it will help people to, you know, if the questions will add into it. So it's very uh, interesting. I know. I have those seen on the flip side where someone has used it and like taken it verbatim and you can just tell I'm like, that's yeah. from a chat. I can tell like it doesn't have that personal tone or the person's perspective. And yeah, yeah you can tell when it's like <laughs> it's <laughs> not given a human touch to it. There's no data point in, in it, basically. So sometimes, you know, there's a lot of crap content and there's no data point into it. And there's sometimes no empathy into it, yeah. uh, but, but, but yeah, it's just a, it's a great time. And uh, it's fun playing it's with it though. Yeah. Let's talk about carousels really quick. Cause I noticed that they're, everyone's using them. They're even more so on LinkedIn now, which typically yeah. you would see them on Instagram. Um, talk a little bit about those, why they work and how we can use them in um, social champ. Yeah, awesome. So I think 
for for carousels, I think it's about uh, the basic idea is about attention spam, right? Everybody's attention spam is is going lower now. They they they'll give you like one second before you can hook them, mm-hmm. right? And carousels is a good way we can tell multiple things in just one swap, right? Nobody wants to read your entire big content unless you know it's very hooking. The line is very hooking. The title yeah. is hooking off, right? Uh, so carousels usually work very well because with single swaps in two three swaps they could entirely know that hey what is the gist of this entire post right uh what am i getting so let's say there's a part there's a carousel of social champ and we are trying to introduce some features maybe listing the top three four powerful features that hey you know we have direct publishing to tiktok or we have ai suit into it we have bulk uploading right and that will be the carousel format uh, and then people just swap one, two, three, and they get they get the idea that hey, mm. this is good. We got to use it, right? Uh, so that's why it's working a lot because now people just want to see carousels, right? Even in co- yeah. e-commerce, right? If, if the e-commerce, you know, e-commerce store knows what your uh, interests are, it will show you those in the carousels. Hey, baby, mm. or maybe you know, it's a cat cat stuff, right? Cat food. It will show you in the carousels. Yeah, and yeah. They buy it, right? And it's just because they want to buy the, your attention, and and it's very easy for also for you to read it, right? You don't want to click on an ad, and pops up. You know, you're getting afraid that oh my god, I was on a good video and now I'm lost somewhere. I got to watch this video. How do I yeah. go back? Right? You don't want to mess up. You want to be calm. You know, just swap, swap. Okay, I don't like it. Just scroll down, right? So that's the reason I think it's really working a lot, and companies are trying to run ads on carousels, yep. posting stuff so yeah that's i think the basic emotional psychology behind it i do love them i find i gravitate towards them because i know i can get like five quick tips on how to do blah 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 and then i'm like and it's visual right so it's easy to like and then at the end you can have a call to action which is great and usually it's a you know a url you can remember again like you said put it in the first comment i do love them and so how do you actually, cause it's like normally in social champ or whatever scheduler, you dump up a bunch of pictures, but yours actually, you can like state the order of what they are in. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, you just upload the pictures, say what order, and they will actually show up like as a proper little carousel, which is amazing. And I've never seen any other schedulers that honestly can do that. Like that's a game changer. Yeah, it's just uh, a lot of, we get a lot of feedback from people, right? Um, uh, and we really value. So, so the way, the reason why Social Champ is also doing great is that our team usually kept, keeps on getting feedback from customers and we ourselves use Social Champ. I yeah. use Social my own page, right? And whenever I think, for example, and right now uh, in analytics, I want to see, uh, I want to download everything I posted in three months in a CSV file. So that I can, you know, see every shares onto it. And I told to my co-founder that, you know what, I want this to do it because my uh, way of working would be that I will go download all my three months post in a CSV file. Then I'll see what are the top shares, which post got it, arrange that. And then I'll find the top, you know, 100 best posts that my system has. I'll take that, put it into bulk upload, upload it back again. Right? How fast would that be? So, you know, yeah, this is something that I use and I'm telling to my co-founder, I got to need that in my analytics. So we are actually working on that. So it's usually the feedback comes from our personal yeah. use. 
right? How we could save our time and it will help other people to save their time yeah. also. So that's, that's really works out for us. I love that. You're so innovative. Um, the other feature I want to touch upon that you have was the customized content composer. I know we were talking about like, you know, what time to post, but like, there's also talk about how long should the post be? Should it be short? I know a lot of people, I'm seeing a lot of long posts personally, like longer narratives and stories, but mm -hmm. you kind of don't know, like, should I do short? Should I do long? Um, mm -hmm. What's your, what's your opinion on the length of posts? Yeah. I think it depends what platform you're at. Ballad. So on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn, long form posts are working a lot, right? Mm. Everybody's posting long form content, a uh, lot of text uh, using emojis into it so that you can actually, it's easier to read, Yeah, uh, improves the readability. Um, so it works on LinkedIn, but for Facebook, uh, for me, short content works the best, you know, two, three lines, you know, a good quote and then telling the comment, here's a full video, here's a full uh, blog post onto it. You know, I tried posting longer ones, uh, but they have to be really, really good uh, post that is based on your personal experience, what you face, you know, it gives motivation. People spend a lot of time reading that stuff. Then we get the, the, the algorithm will tell people that this is really good. So whenever I write a blog and it's emotional, it's very personal. And I share that uh, based on, you know, what's happening in the economics, it works really good. But whenever I try, whenever I try to post long posts, that is like a generic content, like you know everybody knows about, you know some lessons that people can do uh, in starter world, you know all about that content. It goes not very good, right? Hmm. It has to be unique content. So yeah, yeah. I think it, in the end of the day, it depends, you know, if your content is good enough or not, right? Uh, but what I've usually seen is that uh, on Facebook. Uh, short quotes really work really good. It's easier for people to read, like, comment, and say yeah. move on. Uh, you know, a lot of people would not like to read long form content because they're out of time, busy, short works really good. LinkedIn, you know, people want to invest some time on LinkedIn, read some good stuff out there. Uh, their psychology has changed, I think, on LinkedIn. They want to read stuff, Agreed. learn stuff. So, you know, it's it really depends uh, platform to platform, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's valid. And so what is the customized uh, content composer? Yeah, I think it's really uh, the customized content composer in Social Champ is... When you want to post something on Facebook and LinkedIn, but on Facebook, you want to have small quote onto it, but on LinkedIn, you want to have a bigger version of the content. You can turn that on and for each specific social media platform, you can write specific content and it can, you can publish that. And also you can change images. So maybe on Facebook, you want a vertical image and on LinkedIn, you want something that's horizontal, right? You can pick different images for each platform. And in a single go, you can actually hit the post button. It goes to all different platforms tailored with each platform's, you know, best, you know, whatever they want. Yeah, for sure. So for podcasters out there that are guesting on a show, hosting, and they're sharing the content, what would be the top three they have to do tips when they're sharing their, their content? Yeah, I think... From the perspective of automation, uh, the first thing I think what I would actually love to do is that connect your uh, blog or podcast RSS with our RSS reader. Uh, you can you know connect your RSS feed with our RSS feature, and then whenever you publish something, it goes automatically some to different social platforms, right? Uh, that saves some time. That's but nice. then the second step I would like is that uh, you could repurpose your content right so let's say you're doing podcasts for the last five years right 
and you have done a lot of shows. Okay, now you have you would need to have all that content in a CSV file. Um, and once you have that created in a CSV file, go to Social Champ, hit go to the recycle feature, upload all of that stuff into it, and repurpose your content every Wednesday or Thursday. Let's say flashback or you know mm. uh, every Thursday, repeat your post. Try to repurpose it right. Um, put it into automation. So every Thursday, you you know, even if you don't release a podcast, the content goes out there. You can yeah. repeat it two times in a week, right? And, you know, it restarts again when you hit that button, when you hit the bottom list of it. So it, if, let's say you had a thousand posts, mm-hmm. podcast, uh, when you reach to the thousand one, it starts again from the first one. So you don't have to look back once you create that recycle. And of yeah. course, you can keep adding to that folder. So let's say you did... 10 more podcasts or you want to add 100 more podcasts into it. So it's a folder. Just click, just add more posts into it using our one by one or maybe a CSV upload. Um, put that stuff, enable that. So RSS is good. Recycle is good. Um, and one other thing that I actually like to do for our podcasters is that uh, use the feature that automatically shares on social media. You can also install our WordPress plugin. Um, so let's say you have a blog, you're not, you don't have RSS feed and you have a WordPress blog, you can start up a WordPress plugin and set some rules onto it that, Hey, don't put the title, uh, when you share the link automatically put the first, you know, first paragraph of the description, you know, of maybe the first post you can, some, you can use those, uh, wild cards to, to construct your, you know, sharing options, like captions and all that you can use that to share it. Uh, that's something you can do with respect to automation. And then whenever you are trying to post, let's say manually, um, that I actually do myself is that I created a queue uh, for my own personal page. So, you know, weekdays, you know, 2 a.m., whatever time you like, and weekends, 7 p.m., okay? And I don't schedule something on time. I do it, I queue it up. So when you queue something, it fills that that available time slot. So I create content, I queue it up, and in the first comment, I add something. My I, I add my comments on the post. You know what I post. So let's say you did a podcast with maybe Gary Vee, okay, and you learned something from it, right? You can just add that on the first comment. This is the best thing. Quote something about it and post it in the first comment, and people will actually also like your first comment and reply to it. Hey, I agree with you. Right. Mm. And it's very interesting because people would see it as that, hey, you posted something and you came back maybe some after a few seconds and replied back that, hey, this is something I loved about it. And people will resonate with you within the comment itself. Um, This is something I try to do in balance, you know, not for every post. I keep balance on it uh, so that, you know, it's it's from within me that the comment goes out. It's not something automated. so that's something you could try and always look at the calendar. So even podcasters, I think you guys have a good team, right? You have assistants who help you with your stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, we have the shared calendar that we have where you, everything you can put in a calendar if you want to approve the content or not. Uh, and then you can share that with your teammate or even with your clients that, hey, this is everything scheduled for you. Do you approve it or not? So we have this shared calendar where uh, you can put your logo, you can put your name to that calendar and they're going to approve it or deny it. And you don't have to make them as a part of your social champ team member. That's the best thing, right? So in order to share your scheduled post on calendar, sometimes you need to make them team members. Another so user, now you can yeah. share your calendar. It's like Google Doc where you share your Google Doc with other oh, wow. people. And you can put your options that they're able to edit it or maybe just view only, you know, yeah. so they don't mess you with your calendar. So that's something you could try to do to 
you know, speed up your affirmation that, hey, we agree with this, all the post posted. Holy Hannah, man, there's all these uh, features that I didn't even know it had. I'm like, oh, clearly I need to use that. <laughs> I can't believe how many features you have. Legit. It's crazy. What's next? What's up? What's up in the pipes? Uh, it's just uh, right now I'm just brainstorming with the team how we can, you know, use AI uh, to help all the content creators within Social Champ mm-hmm. uh, to generate stuff, to generate stuff, right? Uh, we're looking into ways how we could make more powerful AI generation using text. Maybe you give them a picture of maybe a book and then we suggest you, and then you can tell that, hey, put the book on a good cupboard, right? And we can choose, we can choose that picture, extract the book and put it on a table. And then you get the image out of it. Hey, well, you know, your book could be somewhere in the seaside or, you know, on some beach, right? So we're trying to experiment with the AI stuff. Uh, we love this, everything that's happening. We just want to help people who create content, uh, you know, generate, use AI to better estimate their creativity yeah. uh, and then see how we can integrate videos onto it. Maybe if people have ideas, you know, have videos onto it, man running in, you know, in the alley with a book in his hand and you could give that book a, a title. And, you know, we're trying to experiment this because, you know, this is a platform where people sometimes can create content, right? Yeah. Uh, if you use AI to help them, it really makes sense. So that's something we're trying to, you know, yeah. research, do some R&D. Other than that, we just keep on looking for good feedback from people like you, you know, who just give, often, you know, give feedback that this is something we need. Uh, you know, tweak bulk upload. For example, last week, a customer said they want to publish reels through bulk upload uh, on TikTok. Uh, so that's something that, that our uh, bulk upload didn't have. So now they just add all the video links in the bulk uploader and they automatically schedule for TikTok reels. Um, so that's something, you know, people wow. really often tell us and we just integrate that. Yeah, I love that. And sometimes you don't even think to ask, like you just do. Do you know what I mean? I never think to ask, is this possible? Um, but you guys are very good at at listening to your clients for sure and and innovating from there but yeah i should i just never think to ask <laughs> so if you're using social champ go ahead and ask but you already have all the features so i can't even imagine what you would add on to be honest <laughs> it just keeps you know the priority keeps increasing so if a ton of people ask about some features mm-hmm. you know we have entire trello boards you know where there are tons of feature requests and if you get a request from one specific thing and we see that hey the 15 people already requested this. Mm. We move the priority of that up. Yeah. You know, because we cannot do everything. Um, no, no. So that really helps us. Yeah. It's a continuous process, by the way. So my customer support team and community team uh, is active on Facebook and this card. They want, they, they get one-on-one with people. Yeah. They get the calls. So it's really interesting. I think that's how a startup should be. They should listen to what their audience wants uh, and then they can iterate on their ideas. Yeah. I love it. Well, it's been so good to see you again and see the change and see you out there again. And next time you're in Ontario, you need to let me know. Um, and of course, everyone should go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com slash champ, and then they can check out Social Champ and sign up and try it out. It is, yeah, my recommended tool. Absolutely. And I've added you to, I also just created a page that was like my Rolodex uh, um, of all my different podcasting tools. And of course yours is, is on there. Awesome. Great. Yeah. 
I so appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom. Um, and same with your website. Like you have so many resources, so many blogs and articles and the help feature inside of the app. I just want to let people know is super robust, like not even just from a technical standpoint, but even strategic it's yeah, you've done so well. Very impressed. Yeah. My team would be super proud. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Uh, They're working really hard on that, trying to, you know, remove that friction of health and customer support. But I love being on the show, to be honest. Next time I'm there in Canada, uh, I'd love to meet up again, 2016. You should probably take a picture sent to Guy again that, hey, we met first time in the conference. Now, you know, here's the latest version. Uh, But yeah, it's been super good and super happy to see where you're going with the podcast. Blogs, I did research. It's good topics out there. Good. good for a lot of SMBs, mid-sized businesses. So I love everything you guys are doing out there. Yeah. Thanks so much. All yeah. right. So let's not wait 10 years next time. <laughs> <laughs> sure. sure. All right. All right. Let's Thanks, see. guys. We'll see you next Thanks. week. Yeah. Bye-bye.